So, uh, Sushil, uh, thanks a lot for, uh, you know, uh, having kindly consented uh, to be a part of our the Quest for Excellence series, right? And uh, it's an honor to have you uh, on our uh, series uh, because you are, as we all know, uh, in the industry, you have spent considerable time like you. Uh, you're one of the, uh, you know, renowned and very respected uh, transformational specialists in the industry when it comes to functions like L&D, learning and development, training of Salesforce, Salesforce excellence, and also bringing in a lot of organizational, cultural specific initiatives. You're a certified coach. You have also done a lot of initiatives around the building of the Alchem Academy for learning, which I think is one of the initiatives that I would love to hear from you today. But it would only have been appropriate to you know, have a stalwart like you with a rich experience of both sales, training and development and L&D and OD. I mean, you've got a multifaceted experience and it goes without saying that a distinguished person like you, you know, who's done the kind of work uh, should definitely uh, be a part of our series. So, uh, you know, it's a great uh, privilege to, uh, you know, Sushil, have you on our show. Welcome, uh, you know, a hearty welcome to you. I have known you in the past as well. And what we, as I had outlined in my, uh, opening mail to you as well, invitation mail. Our series of uh, the Quest for Excellence has got a very, very honest and transparent objective. That is to not only raise the standards of excellence, but also help in the process, uh, you know, marketeers and people involved in the brand management, business management function of our industry, learn what it takes to be the best across various domains. I mean, it can be marketing excellence, brand building excellence, you know, leadership excellence, it could be through commercial excellence and strategy excellence. So we've just essentially chosen to focus on five uh, main domains. And in the entire series so far, we have had leaders come in and share their perspectives in a very honest manner, candid manner about what's been their life journey, their learnings, their pitfalls at the same time, and how you know youngsters can benefit from those learnings. But uh, we have not had an LND specialist. And I think that's a very important, and I, I was very keen that to look at the marketing capability building through the lens of an L&D guy. And, and I didn't want anyone else other than you because you have been there and done that because you've risen from the sales, you've done sales training, you've done now doing the entire corporate. So uh, you're a very apt person. So I would love to spend the next hour with you on this, uh, Sushil. And, uh, you know, you get to know your life journey. And uh, that's how I intend to keep the conversation. Hi, good morning, Salish, and uh, thank you very much for uh, the kind words, correct, which you have spoken about me. And uh, you see that uh, with the quest for excellence, uh, you are doing a path-breaking work uh, for for bringing the people, correct, experienced people, and sharing the experiences with the upcoming leaders. And this also opens up uh, uh, a, a new vista, correct, where you see that uh, when so many things are changing around. The yeah. conversations will definitely bring out a path which will benefit the industry. So thank you very much so, for having me in Quest for Action. No, no, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. And, you know, I'm, uh, I just uh, thought I'll just, sorry for this. Yeah. So uh, let's, I want to I respect your time and I want to jumpstart into our conversation straight away, you know, winding the clock back a good 18 to 20 years ago when you started your career and you had a great sales stint with, I think, two of the very respected and reputed organizations with Zydus and with DRL. I know you were a rep in Zydus and in DRL, you were a part of the scientific team, SST team. And, and then you got into the training function uh, through Torrent. So uh, my first uh, question is, uh, Sushil, is um, when you look back, I know it is easy to look back and then say, but, but that's, that's how it has to be done retrospectively is, uh, what were your learnings of sales, you know, that as a rep and as an, a scientific executive in both the organizations that when you carried into the training function for the first time, that helped you understand and build out the training requirements and capabilities better? I just thought of asking you that first question. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much, Salish, for asking this question. In fact, you see that uh, pharmaceutical sales, correct? It is quite uh, different from the sales functions of the other industries. And, uh, and that is why you see that uh, to become successful in pharmaceutical industry, this is my advice to each and everyone. And in fact, that happens in our industry also, that people should have minimum four to five years of sales instinct in their career 
whether it happens in the start of the career or in the middle of the career, both things are important. Because when I look back that 21 years back, when I started as a medical representative, there was no, you can say, uh, curriculum, correct, which makes you a, a, a great pharma salesperson. Because it is more like that uh, doing then having the experiences, whether it is good or bad, and the learning from those experiences and starting making your own success principles in sales. Right. All right. It is not like that, uh, that you go to some IAM Ahmedabad or you do some uh, uh, MBA course where they will teach you specifically about the pharma sales. So, so during that time, uh, when I started my career as a medical representative, see, I came from a good academic background of uh, uh, M pharmacy. Right. So people were asking that time this question that in 9899 I am talking about and you are very well aware uh, Salish. Whenever I was going for the interview also, people were asking me if such a great such a qualification you are having, you spend around six years, correct, four years in B Pharma and two years in M Pharmacy. And then why you are choosing for the sales career? And, uh, and in certain places, correct, I got this sarcastic comment as well that if you had to become a medical representative, then why not 12 plus three years? You have already, you can say, um, uh, wasted your three years in doing your B Pharma and uh, M Pharmacy. Then my answer to them was, hey, see, education does not uh, guarantee you the employment, but it, it opens up your entire mindset. Uh, it, it, it impacts your thinking. So my scientific education in M Pharmacy and the analytical thinking which I have gotten, I will be able to learn what other people are learning in two years of time. I will learn faster. And I think this answer of mine has uh, has landed me my first job as a medical representative. And when I started working as a medical representative, I started identifying that it is not only the knowledge which is important to send across the communication to the customer, whatever brand managers want want us to us to uh, share uh, with our customer. It is more of the behavioral aspect of a medical representative which helps him in developing a lasting relationship. And that is why we say that uh, product knowledge, uh, right, selling knowledge, both are important, but at the same time, sales etiquettes are also important, which uh, is very seldomly taught by, uh, by in any training program. So I was, I was, I was, when I was medical rep, isn't it? I was finding this kind of a gap of a behavioral science coming into the sales training, pharma sales training. And uh, thus, the similar kind of experience I had when I was in Dr. Radius, there I realized that uh, until unless we get attached with our customer at a human to human level, right, the, the impactful communication doesn't happen. We may be able to tell everything what has been taught to us uh, during our training program. But if that human to human level connect and the relationship is not there, it may not yield into converting into the business. And, and that is exactly what when I entered into the training and uh, being there for four, four years, correct, I attended many a training programs because Zydus, if you look at Zydus, you look at uh, DRL, both organizations are highly training focused organization. So it was not a one-time training I have got there. I have got multiple trainings there, but in every training program, I was finding out Yes, there has to be more, uh, you can say, ground reality, which has to be inculcated in the training program. And that is the human angle uh, and, and the personality development uh, angle, right, which uh, I thought there was certain gap over there. And, uh, and, and that is what correct has helped me when I took over my first mental uh, in, in training with Nicholas Piramal as an, as an um, uh, business training manager taking care of the entire Eastern Zone. So, so, so there we have designed one program, correct, which we called as an uh, that um, uh, impact program, and there we said that we will pray, uh, keep around, uh, and this was for a senior medical representative program. That we said that uh, we will keep around twenty to twenty-five percent of the entire agenda around product, but uh, eighty to seventy-five to eighty percent would be all around understanding customers' behavior, and then converting or you can say um, uh, adapting yourself to the customer behavior for a better rapport and the relationship. And that is started giving us a lot of success. I think uh, you mentioned some points, very pertinent points in the opening piece of our conversation. And that is, you were very quick to realize uh, in your sales function from the other side of the table, that there was not enough attention being given to the aspect of sales etiquette or behavioral 
aspects or dynamics of the whole process, which I think got missed out. And that is something you learned and that what you amplified later as a second message, the human to human interaction or H2H interaction, which actually drives the very basic process of selling pharmaceutical selling. And this is something which is of extreme interest, I think from an LND perspective, because that is what influences behaviors, influences, you know, shift in, uh, or, you know, having a greater uh, positivity towards an organization or a brand from any, uh, from the stakeholder side, which is important. And I, I, I completely understand your uh, point of view. The, the, the other aspect is, um, which is uh, interesting, is when you started, and I remember in the late 90s, the, the, uh, the, the whole environment was different, right? I mean, training was considered as a need to have or a checkbox, okay. a factor, not as a must-have capability building, right? So I want to hear a couple of thoughts around that hygiene versus must-have capability because in those days we don't blame anyone i mean that was the mindset but even bigger mindset uh, ji is there's odds were stacked against you in a way because after four years of a good sales rep and a be performance you decide to get into training which generally people would raise their eyebrow and see isko kya ho gaya? training mein kyo ja rahi? Ye area manager ka interview ke liye nahi ja rahi? Ya, why is he not so that is something again you wanted to go away from the pack so what prompted you to do that? And you were flowing a bit against the tide. That is something I would was very keen to know because it, it takes a lot of to do these things, right? Now, if you reflect back, I don't know if it, but it just struck my uh, mind, you know? Yeah. You're absolutely right, uh, Shailesh. In fact, uh, you have said it, when people are successful in sales, correct, they want to grow vertically. And exactly yeah. when I went to my bosses and I told them that uh, I want to enter into training and that time my age was around 27, 28 years. <laughs> exactly the kind of response, I'll quote the, the sentence here. <laughs> they said, see, generally in training, people come when they they, they, they are planning their retirement. Correct. So, why do you retire in the Exactly. But, but the thought behind that is what you know that as I said, that education actually opens our analytical mind and it also makes us strategic in thinking. And Salish, you will agree with me, by that time in 2000, by 2003, 2004, pharma industry has seen by that time all kind of, you can say, business models, like it was the information or the product model, then came the CRM model. And that time, the, the new buzzword was coming into the market that was the return on investment, ROI, right? So whenever anything which was happening, correct, uh, uh, the, the business unit heads were seeing each and every rupee which is invested, what kind of the return it is bringing in. And uh, we were the part of all the sales reviews and everything. Great strategies, correct, I have seen in front of my eyes failing because the execution at the ground level as in medical representatives, we were not able to deliver. And that is the time, correct, I thought that sooner or later, a lot of attention and focus is going to come in our industry on the people and the capability building. And, uh, and uh, that changes has started being observed in the top company, top Indian companies, apart from the multinational companies. So they started that time focusing upon a lot on training, because you can easily understand during that time, Nicholas Piramal was having a fleet of around 30 field trainers. Right, which was which was unheard of, correct, in the Indian companies that time. And when I, I thought about uh, that, what is their plan? Why they are bringing the field trainers? Will there be any kind of role conflict between an area manager or the regional manager with the field trainer? Right, so, so these were the questions in my mind. So when I was called for the interview there, I asked all these questions to them. And they said, the objective of either the uh, line hierarchy or the training or the support services is to make the medical representative capable because as long as he is strong, each and every strategy can be executed. Again. And that is why they said that uh, this is where right uh, uh, the, the role of the field trainers they are looking into. And then I said that uh, something great or the transformational is going to happen in the Indian pharma industry, correct, uh, with the launch of the zonal, regional, or you can say area training structure. And then I thought, why do not, uh, why should not I ride the wave of this change? And that has actually prompted me 
because that was something new which was happening so i thought okay, that why should not i be the part of that and yeah right interesting and so that was you're right when you said that the transformation of the pharma business model was it was happening there was a lot of evolution happening from a product centric model to a customer relationship model etc right and and one of the points that you mentioned to write that way the pharma industry wanted to adapt itself by building out these training you know real trainers and area sales trainers to help uh, drive that my question there uh, sushil ji is what was the intent i mean when you look back again was it to uh, and that question you probably asked yourself is was it to drive better impact of the execution excellence of the strategy or was it just as a double supervision on whether the sales guys are real or the managers are doing their job and then act as a conduit between marketing in the head office and this so what was the role carved out with clear job descriptions is something because you now head lnd and so it's very important to have great job descriptions right yeah and uh, thank you very much for asking this very very powerful reflective question when you said that how that role was carved out and uh, whether that role has delivered correct for the purpose it called out when i reflect back correct uh, and now when i had a team of around 19 trainers over here right i realized that uh, um, that that intention was very right of of bringing that particular role but the role clarity was little bit missing and and that is where you see that uh, most of uh, the the regional trainer correct they end up doing the field work rather than identifying the the real purpose of that job is to identify that what is on the spot the few capabilities that has to be developed which uh, people are facing as a challenge there because of the competition and other thing then after the work come back reflect upon that create a module which can be delivered fast and the capability change should start being seen upon as a adding on a new skill to people right. so so and and definitely i have observed that and when i was uh, uh, the part of uh, designing the entire strategy uh, for our zonal training structure i kept that thing in my mind and i also realized that uh, there has to be a good connect of alignment of mind from the top level that what will be the clear cut role of a of a trainer in the field and what will be the role of a sales manager if there is any conflict which is coming on correct you are actually sabotaging uh, you are planning for the sabotaging your effort of of uh, this training structure Absolutely. i hope i, I, I you yes I you have made your point very well and i'm happy you have said that sushil ji because then the question is if it is really so important and you know i know you're sir independent opinion why is it enough thought not given because it is ultimately so critical to have clear job description clear metrics because we measure sales people by metrics right what the old way of measuring call average call frequency doctor list coverage 90% hua kya a class a class calls ka team call hua kya and they are held responsible primary sales training obviously has also evolved as a function and needs to have those metrics and i think what you have mentioned is that if that clarity is not there it will lead to sabotaging and it is inadvertent you didn't design it but it right. it happened right yeah, yeah. so uh, i think the other message what you have said for our audience the second powerful message is if you don't have role clarity and you don't have role card the job description clarity between the you know the training function or the capability building function and the execution piece which is done by sales people you're going to land up in a mess because somebody is going to do end up duplicating the work of the other and then inevitably the question is asked is really two people required to do the same job at the end of the day right you would like and, to add anything sir anything yeah please <clears throat> i would also like to add see there has to be a partnership because see people building skill building or the capability building is not a department specific role it is it has to be the agenda for the entire organization because the capability building is uh, it is not only you say that uh, the sales manager or the line management job it is the job of the of the overall function and it has to be a very strategic in nature like for example sometimes uh, when uh, in my initial part of my career correct uh, whenever i was asking the regional manager or other people that uh, what are the one or two things correct you want uh, to develop in this person uh after the training program is how you will measure our training success when you are sending your medical representative to us and he used to tell me he sir his detailing has to be perfect right 
then i used to ask him ki okay tell me how long this person has been working with you right so he used to tell me sir for 2 years 2 and 1/2 years because uh, for the refresher program then i asked him ki see for 2 years he is working with you every month uh, you are going for the joint field work with him correct so maybe uh, every month 3 days if you see so already 72 days of field working you have done with him and now you are realizing that his detailing has to be perfected so it is uh, so can we have a very frank discussion that what happens during your joint field work isn't it so then he used to tell me that sir there are so many things are there correct we want our people to develop and that is where i realized that there has to be some kind of orientation of our line managers also that how to train or how to at least sustain the training which the people have got in the training program and that has actually compelled me during my instinct uh, uh, during torrent uh, pharma and this is my personal opinion correct you have already said correct in my in, in my one of the organization uh, that uh, we started developing our line managers as in trainer on the particular model and actually that has helped us a lot okay okay so the line managers were built in as a trainers and that rubbed off in building the competencies of their sales people Or not for all the programs but very specific program which were critical to the business those competencies were critical to the business then we said <coughs> that why not be involved the manager because training department during those days we are very small and um, and having a coverage of a large field force was always a challenge absolutely absolutely no that's a good point that you mentioned okay um, i want to come to the next piece of our discussion or conversation is around your uh, very good Ride that you're having a great ride with your present employer Alchem for the past decade, and it's almost a decade now. And time really flies, right? I mean, you joined the organization when it was in its turbocharged growth phase, uh, and uh, rising up very quickly. Powerful bands were getting built. You joined them as a deputy general manager for training, but over the last decade, uh, everyone has seen. the kind of growth that you have got into in terms of expansion of roles expansion of responsibilities and if i am given to understand right you now handle not only the lnd part of the organization but you also handle the talent management piece and the organizational development piece the od piece as well now this is very very rare combination for a person to handle lnd od and tm because one or two of them will definitely fall under the hr purview like talent management but give and uh, so that's why i was keen to know how have you been able to uh, you know handle this thing i would like to hear your thoughts on your journey with alchem from a professional point of view if you could tell our viewers and listeners and also uh, how you took up these roles of increasing responsibility and what is it that you currently do to build the capabilities of your organization and also from a marketing perspective yeah. okay uh first of all uh, very long question but i will i'll try to do just take your time <laughs> right right uh, you see salish that you have said that uh, lnd tm and od people generally you know, commit a mistake of seeing these three functions separately because if you look upon nowadays uh, and in fact for the last 10 15 years correct uh, organizations are working on the integrated talent management model right and when we are saying the integrated talent management model correct it is starts from your workforce plan right because the kind of uh, the the you can say businesses expansion isn't it or the new product lines you are going to open that will decide the kind of capabilities you want in your people and that kind of mandate you give to your talent acquisition team and ultimately the talent acquisition team once it uh, uh, you can say uh, hires the talent then it comes to that training and development and other areas like induction training onboarding other thing happens and then you see the performance management and then real the learning and development cycle comes in right and uh, and so on so for that engagement and retention that complete model till now people were looking into that training means that to make him efficient in his current job right and this is the right definition learning means that making people capable to handle the next level role and development generally happens at a leadership level correct where we prepare people to leaders to handle the uncertainties right so so if this definition is completely clear then you will start seeing all these three functions from a single lens that they are not separate 
and and that is where you see that when i came in alchem uh, laboratories limited and i was very lucky and fortunate that i got all the um, leaders correct uh, with the business leaders with whom i have worked when i started throwing this idea in their mind correct they started understanding it very clearly and you have rightly said that uh, alchem has been on a on a great growth path since 2010 last decade if you see correct from a 3000 crore odd business we are now at around 10000 uh, crore business and we are growing further and uh, and uh, and uh, you see that the field force size has also got doubled uh, almost doubled in this 10 years period of time and when i started talking about this thing is that if you look into training as a separate function if you look into the talent management as a separate function correct it will it will create a lot of you can say internal process uh, um, uh, too much that uh, it will look good on the paper but implementation will not take place right so 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 that is where correct uh, and organizational development also if you look at a perspective um, i was uh, i was fortunate enough that in the first two and half years of uh, my instinct uh, initial instinct with elkem uh, um, uh, i was directly reporting to the ceo and and actually that has given uh, me some kind of uh, that room where i can throw my ideas openly and uh, and got a chance to sit in the business meetings along with the ceo and they used to ask me that what will be the trending agenda if we are planning this and uh, i'm very fortunate because in pharma industry not much of the of the training people get this kind of opportunity because they get the mandate when the leaders come out from the closed room discussions and they say that this is has to be the training agenda but i was initial part of my instinct with elkem uh, i was the part of the discussion and that has given me a lot of hot clarity that how this entire function has to be there so um, i was taking you further on this uh, when the strategy was decided then i told, then it was a very clear cut mandate that we will not to go with the routine kind of a pharma business training model that when a person comes you do a 10 15 20 days of training and then you forget right likewise it happens for an area manager level also that once he is promoted one training is done and then you have forgotten it then um, uh, when i said ki sir let us uh, start working upon the learning architect and uh, once i said this term learning architect all the business leaders said can social can you elaborate on this that what do you mean by this then i told them that, uh, that then you know okay, that all those integrities he okay, let us first uh, define the role role wise competencies and based upon the role wise competencies correct and every role is having its own journey right so there has to be journey specific programs for them and you see that in the journey majorly three destination comes in first when he is uh, occupying the role second when he is delivering on the role that journey and then he has delivered up to a level that now he is ready for the next level right and in all these three phases you cannot have the same kind of program the program design has to change the structure has to change so that learning architect was put in place and for we all the different roles the competencies were defined and i was fortunate enough that um, uh, our management has agreed that why do not you go for a hybrid kind of competency assessment uh there was a lot of discussion around it people said ki that um, maybe a multinationals competency is good enough to look upon but whether our culture will ensure that we will be able to do this or not so then i given a proposal to them ki let us work on a hybrid model ki let us understand that how the competency framework needs to be created how the behavioral event interview can be has to be conducted and we will create a alchem specific competency model right we are because we are a successful organization so i told them let us interview and understand from our people who are highly successful and from there we have derived our alchem competency model and that was actually the turning point uh, uh, where all our programs were based and when we started working on a clear cut blueprint uh, sooner or later we started getting success and we created value for the organization and that is the time our management asked me ki social why do not you start looking the same kind of experiment correct in other part of organization so i was i was lucky enough uh, that uh, they have uh, entrusted me by enlarging my role so there also we have done the similar kind of thing 
So I think uh, I was able to answer your first part of the question on this, right? Yes. No, it's a very beautifully answered, Sushilji, because I'll tell you what uh, it has been. This answer has actually educated me, to be honest with you. Because the first point that has struck me hard is today we follow the integrated model of L&D, OD, and talent management. Uh, uh, this is a learning for me uh, because I, I, it's, it's something which I thought were in pieces across departmental functions, but no, it is an integrated model. That's the first thing you mentioned. The second uh, message that you said is it basically flows from your workflow planning, which is strategic in nature and objective because once you set that, then you go off to the different functions and tell them that this is what our requirements are. So you build in those competencies based upon those needs. So it's not a piecemeal approach, but it is an integrated approach. Very beautifully said. The third, I think, beautiful point you mentioned, which is you develop an Alchem-specific, internalized, customized model for building the competencies and the frameworks for your people. You did not want to borrow from any other organization because you were very successful and you have been all the while. And you felt it has to be uniquely delivered for meeting the needs of your people. And I think those are some of the points, if you think I've summarized it correctly in the first part. And I think very fourth important point is that you also mentioned that you were able to drive this very well because you had a direct reporting relationship and visibility with your chief executive who was uh, you know, completely in the know-how of what was being done. He's suggesting a hybrid model, as you mentioned, which is important. So this is important because that brings me to the next question. We all from the outside world, and this is something which all viewers, there's an Alchem is an extremely hard-driven sales numbers, performance-centric organization, and it has to meet the expectations internally, shareholders, everyone. And I think one of the companies which all of us know in the industry, which has really grown successful is Alchem in the top five in India today. And it, it has always been a number sales-driven organization and performance-driven. Nothing wrong, absolutely. In that milieu, in that culture, to drive this differentiation and get heard is something which is really remarkable. So my, uh, from your personal learning and example, what did it take to get the management hear this? from? A, because these are long-term thinking projects. These are long-term capabilities building. And it's very interesting to hear that Alcom has invested itself to do this. So if you can share some thoughts around this, a very frank question, if you don't mind. Thanks for asking this question. You see that uh, uh, our leaders are highly strategic in nature, though their eyes are uh, totally, you can say, on the implementation. But the thought process which I have enjoyed here in Alcom, that people always talk about that what is there in the future, but at the same time ensuring that uh, the ground level implementation on what we thought yesterday is happening or not. And actually that is what which makes any organization successful and the involvement of our leaders from top to bottom, correct, for the execution piece is very important and, and it is delivering as the result. And you see that uh, not on means uh, we are a firm believer what uh, is being said in the management books also that a, a average strategy, if it is executed well, Correct. It will be far better than an excellent strategy, but not executed well. So Alkem believes in the execution of whatever has been decided. And uh, and uh, when I was also talking about the training plans and other things, the same kind of things was asked to me. Hey, you tell me, is it possible? Correct. Is it simple? Correct. And will our people get value out of it? If they are getting the value, isn't it how we are going to measure it? So these were the four questions, correct, which was asked by our business leaders, my business leaders to me. Yes, Sushil, we totally agree. We are ready to invest on you on the first plan which I had given to them was creating the zonal training structure. Because if, if people are not able to come to us for training, because you see, I'm talking about, you see that... Uh, pre-pandemic and uh, also when the technology was not very well adapted in pharma and it was more of a face-to-face -face program and during that time any program if you have to conduct you have to call people from across the country that two days goes into travel and then all year this thing that hotel booking and the person is away from the field for 12 days and as you were rightly said in the start that we are a very pharma is a very efficiency driven model so in this 12 days the call the average which is uh, uh, hampered and other things Managers wanted their people to be 
trained, but at the same time, they don't want it to lose them on their matrices as well. So there was always a tussle kind of a thing okay, that uh, uh, this traveling time and other time. So then I gave on them this model, okay, let us create a zonal training structure and then let us break down this our 21 days of training correct into three distinct models where people can learn, imbibe, apply, and then come for the second level of program. And this will also increase the engagement. And, uh, and uh, this was liked by our business leader and it was aligned with the business strategy as well. So they agreed and, and said that uh, they are ready to invest on this particular idea. And you can see that uh, from uh, three people training department with this structure, we become 20, around 19 people strong training department with the zonal training structure. Right. Very nice. So, uh, and and Sushil Ji, this learn, imbibe and implement model is an ongoing model, is it? The ongoing model. And you see that... Uh, in pharma sales, correct, uh, training is continuous. You, yes. you, can, you cannot say that I have been trained enough, right? Because there is every opportunity to learn, imbibe, and implement. Right. And, and yes. any, any learning which is not implemented, correct, uh, then it is actually is adding to your only intellectual capacity, but not the, not the implementation component. Right. And, and uh, one more thing I would like to share with you, that... Uh, only not this change in that structure change, only the structure change may not uh, yield you the result until unless the learning strategy change has to be. Like for example, that typical, there is a pyramid model of learning uh, in, in the pharma industry. Like they will first uh, tell you about uh, the pathophysiology, then physiology, isn't it? And then what is the gap? And those kind of things, those, those big lectures, which, which keeps on going. And many of people, correct, who are who those are coming from the non-scientific background, they find it very difficult to, uh, 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 you can say, absorb. Then we said that why do not we start from the point of giving that what is most important thing to sell, what he requires inside the clinic, because time crunch is also happening inside the doctor clinic. People were not getting the, the, the golden times which you used to get uh, 10, 15, 20 years back. That when a discussion starts, we are able to engage the doctor correct, uh, in, in a model for 15-20 minutes. Now, that when the time was going uh, lesser for the medical representative to spend inside clinic, we have just inverted the model. And we said that we will give first what is required, what is good means need to know, and then we started moving into good to know. Because once that person starts developing a curiosity, then everybody is an adult learner. The job of training stops when you develop the curiosity in a person to learn. Right, right. And actually, as you rightly said, there's also now an emerging function which has already, already emerged on the knowledge and, knowledge and content management, where you actually classify knowledge dissemination as need to know, good to know, and need not know domains, right? And I think that it is all based on the intellectual curiosity paradigm. Very well said. I just had one more question on the Alchem Learning Academy. Is this only focused on the salespeople capability building or also the marketing capability building, your brand managers, etc.? I just wanted to know. Initially, when we started our sales, uh, this our uh, training academy, it was focused upon the sales because around 80-85% of our field force that time was of sales. Right. And uh, looking into that kind of training, our brand managers and uh, business leaders started approaching and started conversation with me. Hey, Sushil, can we do something for the marketing people also? So then I started looking into that, uh, which happens in a big organization. <clears throat> the, uh, the challenge of a common marketing lingo among all 21 divisions, because every function, every BU, correct, they would like to run the business as per the need of their segment and their 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 customer importances. So then um, a big discussion happened there, and then we said, hey, let us now start with a few trainings initially, correct, where at least people start thinking about that some programs are happening for them, correct, because everything you cannot uh, start with a structure otherwise it will take a lot of time so you have to there so as soon as i got the first demand for our marketeer uh, training program correct i did a focus good discussion and i said that what are the few key pointers which you require right and then based upon that correct i started looking into the experts uh, that can deliver the training and once people have tested that particular thing then their hunger started in 
so now slowly slowly correct uh, we have been um, uh, in the in the marketing academy it is work in progress i could not say that the way the sales academy has matured over a period of time yes marketing academy work in progress and uh, it will take one or two years to to come up to a full circle uh, because that that competency mapping as per the as per the alchem point of view correct that work is in progress and once that is set and uh, then uh, we will have uh, means we, we do conduct programs that is specific to the brand managers then to the marketing managers and then your bu head level so those program differentiation is there correct it is not like that that brand planning action is there and then from top to bottom everybody is sitting there right right uh, this is a good point you mentioned uh, sushil because the organization has grown so large and you have built powerful brands running into hundreds and hundreds of crores like you say pan or pandi or mox club which are industry leaders i think you may be having more than 10 15 brands in the top 300 brands in india today and therefore at some point of time do you as an organizational expert and focused on lnd believe that there has to be some synergy and a structured approach to the brand planning processes across all the verticals because there has to be a structured way or maybe like well, just to put it in a generic term the alchem way of building brands yes there are certain basic tenets of brand planning and marketing the alchem way because every organization has its dna of building brand would you also be looking at that say into the future so that you integrate it and then take it to the next level of uh, planning just thought of asking you this yes in fact any kind of capability building follows a very structured uh, structured approach right first is that the, the current assessment of the competencies isn't it and then benchmarking it with uh, the market and right. then accordingly designing the program so yes okay. you are you are absolutely right and uh, this work is in progress and uh, and, uh, and and many programs are happening correct we are we are looking into that uh, how we can uh, create a, a a a strategy where our brand uh, teams correct uh, will be more engaged over a period of time and salesh here i have one one thing i also want to bring in over here because this question i want to answer from an lnd strategy point of view that how the organizations looks and towards the lnd now see the the first and the foremost thing is that uh, which we all know that is the capability building training of people right another important thing where the lnd has been now positioned strategically is that how to attract the best of the talent right because your lnd becomes one of the key driver nowadays correct to attract talent and it is no more that money or the material things which attracts talent because people look for the growth and their own development and that is where the the lnd function is going to play a very important role another thing correct uh, which uh, comes in my mind uh, that is regarding that how lnd creates value for the business right and lnd is also important for building the complete culture of learning and once that organization is on learning path people are engaged and you will 100% agree with me i'm sure that engaged employees brings the performance so lnd is nowadays is seen as a very important engagement tool for any organization i am internalizing because i'm listening to you such beautiful thoughts are coming from you i'm internalizing them sushil one is lnd is today seen as a strategic enabler of attracting talent to the organization that's a powerful message you're putting it is no longer a responsibility of hr ka kaam hai ye nahi ye lnd ka tha because people are looking what is in it for me beyond the material money salary comfort second thing you're seeing is it is our job to ensure that there is a culture of learning and facilitating that learning so that the employee feels engaged that's absolutely true otherwise he'll say what is in it for me beyond my job right and that's always been the thing and i completely agree and third important point is the fallout of all this is that engaged employees are the most productive employees because then you result i think this is again beautifully said by you these are three good take home messages but i had one spin off because you i i i have actually my questions are were there but they're they're now getting seamless because of the way you're putting it sushil ji i have a question See today, I mean, we always knew that learning. Even though you have an L and D function, you are the boss. You have been doing a lot of modeling around L and D. But at the end of that, you will even provide an environment, a culture within the organization, say like Alchem, to to give employees that access to learning tools, platforms, LMS, etc. At the end of the day, it is also dependent on the employee to show that keenness and interest. 
Today's uh, socialism environment has changed. If you, I, I don't know how you will react to it. Earlier, as you said, 21 days program, 40 days program, so that he feels they get exposure. Today, the, the education space has changed completely. Today, you have the Courseras of the world, the EDX of the world, Unacademy, Udemy, online. So much of knowledge and so much of this thing is put out there. So in this scenario also, the employees also should have encouragement to do it on their own, certify themselves, learn themselves, rather than just depending upon only the organization also, right? And this is more important from our marketers community because they always believe that learning cannot stop at MBA school. It has to continue like this. Any thoughts around this, Sushilji? Yes, and you see that in the past two and a half years when these things, they were already <coughs> there uh, since 2014. I think that uh, Coursera EDX has started coming in 2014, but they were not having much success in India. But this uh, pandemic time has actually increased the demand for this. Now, this is actually a very good tool for the L&D heads in an organization. Actually, it has made our job easier. Right, because uh, now the choice is in the in the hand of learners. Correct? If we can, if we bring these platforms to the organization and we ask them okay, that why do not you audit the course yourself that what you want to learn but yes. first and the foremost thing there has to be a criteria for that the course which you are going for uh, for this and if organization is paying money for it isn't it then what will be the application of this particular thing and that is why you see a very strong policy framework has to be built around this correct and where we can say okay, that um, um, we will be paying for your learning but what you will be bringing from that learning to the organization. So a Absolutely. mutual kind of an ecosystem has to be there. And yes. all this Coursera and other things, they are going to stay. They are not going to replace anything, but they are going to augment the entire, uh, yeah, entire learning ecosystem where people, even their uh, you know, free time, if they're interested and curious to learn and know something, correct, they can, they can learn. No, you're very beautifully and correctly said it, Sushilji. It's going to augment it. And I have spoken to my LND friends from other industries like FMCG. The shift has already happened. So much so that they're saying, don't depend on us to now train you because there's all wealth of information. Sign up for the course. Tell me what you're going to tell us. We will pay for it. Tell us how you'll apply it. And now, Sushilji, they're saying this is the future of work. Yes. Train. And, and like the US, if you don't certify yourself in that one year period, you can lose your license or you can, you know, your job. This thing is you won't get promotions. You won't get because you're not learning as you're working. So that's the future of work. And second thing, Sushilji, what they're saying is that you're going to get something known as a learning allowance as a part of your salary. It's going forward. That is going to happen, Salesh. Another thing, Salesh, I want to uh, bring in over here that you have uh, I mean, said this word, that certification part, correct? Means that continuous learning. You say that we all are in this, in this information age, correct? We are managing information is a big challenge. So generally what happens is that suppose uh, uh, people who are attending meeting and suddenly they have uh, learned a new word. What is the instinct now, right now that they do, they, they, they Google it, isn't it? And once they're Googling it, right, one or two de uh, line definition, they will learn and they start thinking about, I know about it. And this actually creates some kind of that pseudo knowing about the thing. But going forward, when he was given the accountability of doing that, then he realizes that, yes, there is a gap. I need to actually know more about it. And that is the time people will not wait for L&D to organize a training program. L&D should create an um, offering there where people should go and see, yes, these, there is a three-month course. I can enroll in three months' time, correct? I will be ready to take on this. That's it. You've um, just hit the nail on the head. You've just hit the nail on the head, boss. <laughs> our previous speaker who's just come on to our show, you know, has said the same thing that the current crop suddenly sometimes begins that doing a Googling or a slide share actually enhances. It is not the real they get to the depth of it. Very well. I asked this now. I we have another 10 minutes to go and I respect your time, but I want to ask on an important piece of, uh, you know, your thought process. I want to pick your mind. You, when you were a sales rep, you used to get briefings, you used to come for cycle meetings. You would see brand managers dish out two days of cycle meeting, brand promotional plans. Usually, this karna hai, ye promotional plan hai, ye hai, input milega. Then you became got into training. 
in training you were not only sales training but obviously you have had interface with brand managers today at a senior leadership level of alchem driving all three integrated functions of lnd od and talent management i'm sure your job also involves a lot of interaction with brand marketers and brand managers who i fundamentally believe are the most important resources of the organization because from an intellectual and brand assets point of view sushilji so, my thought is how what is your take on how the brand management or marketing function has evolved in our pharma industry uh, over the last two decades what do you think has worked well where do you see areas of development and i want you to answer this please from the lnd perspective in today's times not just the covid time but pre covid you know what do you think are the areas where brand managers are good today but where they also see from the lens of an lnd and this message is important for our brand marketers community because they generally don't get that interface from the lnd lens that's why i wanted to request you to bring this up and sales uh, with your kind permission i would like to be very candid when i am answering this <laughs> I want you only to be candid, sir. I don't want you to have, uh, you know, soft gloves. Please remove the gloves, because <laughs> this show is all about candid. All the leaders have been candid about it, and that's why you see, <laughs> very well said, sir. <laughs> Please be candid. In fact, I I see the brand managers in pharma industry correct from from two perspective. One is that those people who have been trained in uh, MBA colleges about the marketing concepts, theories, isn't it? and then they worked in the sales instinct for some period of time and then they are moving immediately after their management training instinct and they are moving into the brand marketing these are the people correct who are uh, well you can say trained upon those concepts so it becomes easier for them to apply another set of you see that marketers uh, the brand managers which uh, happens in, in in pharma is are the highly successful sales people isn't it uh, worked up to a level of you can say regional manager zonal manager or maybe up to a national sales manager and as a path of their career growth or the diversification of their career they get an opportunity uh, because of their successful career understanding of uh, consumers right i mean the customers and understanding of markets that how the market behaves now when this people starts coming into 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 uh, uh, the brand management isn't it then uh, it is said that 80% has to be the strategy 20% to be the tactic this actually equation starts changing right so so more of the tactics it starts happening because we have every month closing every quarter closing number has to be shown right so so in this particular aspect uh, in pharma lnd side isn't it how we need to address uh, this particular you can say uh, the challenge or the question is that there has to be some kind of an immersive program which brings in the the uh, the marketing you can say mindset among the sales managers who are moving into this particular function at the same time those people who are coming from the well trained mba kind of mindset or the education there has to be some kind of a sales orientation correct this reminds me of my early days uh, of pharmacy uh, like uh, pharmacy is the only you can say stream whether you have done your 12th in biology or you or the mathematics you can always enter in right because what happens the people who are coming from the maths background for first two years they have been uh, taught as an uh, mandatory subject on on biology right so they they know biology now correct and those people who are coming from biology side correct two years they need to um, to go through the mathematics class there like second year we st study statistics because statistics becomes important for us for doing the experiment and sense this thing first year that basics of the mathematics like your geometric progression and everything yeah, i had a terrible time in my pharmacy <laughs> right right so, so that that has prepared us actually from a biological background correct that if any subject has to be taught it has to be taught in this manner the same kind of immersive program every organization should have because both the people are bringing the great experience and and a great you can say recipe for the success in this particular field because the sales people having a deep insights isn't it and marketers are having the great concepts and vision and and a open mindset right so so this is my take sarish uh, i was able no, to no, it's a good point you mentioned a good point it has to, because see when, and that brings me to the next question actually because that will further clarify and this is very important 
that you know when a sales come uh, guys does he has to understand that there's a marketing piece to brand building obviously the strategy piece which is 80% and 20% execution are not the reverse and the guy from marketing gets into sales will understand the depth of the sales process demand generation customer behavior as you so beautifully said in the early part of the con jab tak ye nahi hoga alignment nahi hoga you will not see the actual potent results that will come through shushil ji i want to ask a very important question because for an organization like alchem which is driven on performance and builds its people and i think most of the people who take on the roles are internally groomed and talent managed to take on higher roles although you take people from outside as well my question is when you have this pnl role kind of position right bu head positions or avp or sales and marketing reporting into them how is the call made from the lens of mr sushil barkur you know when as a stakeholder lnd specialist with talent management and future ods perspective because it's not just number generation but it is also about driving the people driving performance as you so beautifully said so how does the best man get selected i mean is it only because he's come sir maine 10 saal maine ek mahina bhi target miss nahi kiya hai pcpm 12 lakh hai growth mera 20% se niche nahi raha hai or is it also that no sir i have built brands and i am able to show how does that call get taken just your thoughts around this uh, in my this personal opinion right um, it, it, Our, our leadership is uh, quite, uh, you can say, um, observant of the talent, early talent, or those people who are showing the spark. And once they see the spark in that uh, that that person, that this person can be groomed for this further role, right? A, a, a round of discussion happens between HR, business leadership, and the L&D. And when the decision is being made, correct, we also plan that how he will do the transition from his previous role to this role. and we create a series of uh, you can say programs for him it is not like that uh, uh, it is more of a mentoring correct and some part of coaching over there like when people are moving from the sales or or uh, sales role correct to a bu head kind of a role the first and the foremost thing is that whether he understand the pnl properly or not like uh, you are taking a a, a a finance course for a non finance person he understand those terminologies or not properly right another thing is that that uh, what about his understanding about the stp right does he understand the nut and bolts that what goes into this so there is a very structured induction kind of a thing where many a times our business leaders takes the role of uh, briefing them entirely and they spend a very good time of around maybe half days to to almost a day on on giving him a very structured kind of learning and we also go out and we nominate them on certain programs right uh, which can which can help uh, them imbibe those those specific competencies this is very so what i learned take for our viewers is uh, it's not just moving him into that role but helping him successfully transition into that role so you are really hand holding him in that phase of transition which is the most critical piece of the journey as you rightly said from an lnd standpoint because then he is able to learn the non uh, you know the new aspects like finance for non finance guys or team management or whatever because he may be a single contributor in his territory he is yeah. now getting into a different role or function and so that may be a entirely different requirement yeah. and another yeah. other skill correct which is very critical for a person who is coming from sales into the marketing and then and to the bu role kind of a thing that he needs to be actually developed in the collaboration and the conflict resolution skills because coming from that kind of a mindset right where he was handling the entire function now he has to do the cross functional collaboration and once the people start doing the cross functional collaboration i am sure salesh you have played that role for many years right it yes. takes yes. that art and if yes. the framework has been provided by the lnd means uh, like for example that we are having an open calendar program for our corporate uh, then uh, your lnd your manufacturing and uh, and rnd people correct and th- this is the, we have selected some 11 programs and uh, every year some 85 batches keeps on going for that It, it happens in cycle, and we have actually selected the best of the facilitator for these roles, the, this uh, delivering these programs, right? And anybody who is coming into this kind of role, transition role, correct? We create a journey for him. Okay, that first you go through this, first then you go through this, and then you go through this. And people have, as of now, have found it useful for them, 
so i would say that yes uh, we are not completely there but we are on the on on a, on a right path to reach at a place correct where we could design a very utopian kind of uh, a situation where every transition is happening through in a structured manner because a lot of learning also takes place correct in unstructured manner when people enter unstructured manner absolutely no social uh, you have mentioned is very nicely and i think uh, we have a last few minutes and i'll just try and push in a couple last uh, one or two questions you're also a mentor and a performance led coach and you coach people and i think all of us know coaching and mentoring is something which is of a higher level you know uh, and requires a different attribute as compared to just the basic training and doing the stuff so from again uh, do you get an opportunity to mentor and coach people on a one on one or a group level in your organization especially for marketers and brand managers and what's been your experience what do you what are your messages uh, you know for them in terms of mentoring where do you think they should focus on that would be really nice um we actually believe uh, a lot on the 360 degree feedback and then planning the developmental goal for people and this journey we have started for the last 3 years so i am an internal coach uh, correct where uh, uh, we, we help people and uh, you see that we uh, uh, means i get got an opportunity in this organization for doing the structured coaching also and unstructured coaching also then unstructured means generally that your coffee cup coaching where people come to kebin and they start talking about that this is the things which they are they are facing uh, uh, the challenge and uh, the coach's job is to help people to find their own answers right yes. because we are not into advisory kind of a role so we have created a complete you can say framework of those uh, coffee cup coaching kind of a thing and i'm happy to share with that uh, many a times i end up having four coffees in a day <laughs> but knowing your personality and profile as being a I would, even a person like me would and always ever smiling to help i would walk across and have the fifth cup of coffee with you <laughs> so that's nice socialization so i think no i'm 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 actually being left with this very nice impression that there's a lot of work that is getting seriously addressed in your organization like alchem and this is great you know because you also are positioning your organization as a very in a different milieu because we saw it from a very fantastic performance driven machine in the industry there's no question it's great brands great brand building i mean whatever it is and you seeing this but there is an internal engine that drives the whole thing the lnd engine the od engine the talent management which you have been a kind of uh, you know uh, fortunate as you said to build on it for the last decade and along with your business leaders i'm sure your business leaders are your most important stakeholders right i mean the pnl heads without which you can't really uh, drive this whole thing and and uh, not just the senior management but the bu heads as well yeah value yeah. generation is starts where the revenue generation happens <laughs> exactly <laughs> no no and at the end of the day uh, you need their uh, they you need their buy in without which you know because they are ultimately a support enablers so <laughs> no sushil it's been fantastic talking to you over the last hour and and i just see the clock and we are to the hour i don't want to extend it it's been great it's been wonderful to hear nuggets of wisdom from you in your journey you know when you talked about the early days of sales why you went into a training function within your four years of a sales stint because you realized there were gaps to be built around behavioral uh, you know competencies and addressing that piece piece then getting into alchem talking about your journey with alchem how you started off with the sales training piece but getting into the od piece you enlightened me on us uh, viewers on the integrated model you know of uh, you know developing people and processes which is uh, lnd od and management and you also spoke about what it takes to uh, it it gives us a distinct impression there's a lot of things happening at the back end which don't get seen at the front end because front end is only the performance but these are in engine enablers to do that uh, it's been wonderful thank you so much for your thoughts uh, before i sign off sushil ji any last thoughts any last closing messages that you would like to share with our audience over the last few minutes i would uh, request you to do that see uh, in this uh, decade of 20 to means uh, 2021 to 2030 a lot of changes are going to we are experiencing and lot more technological changes are going to happen and this is the time correct uh, we are most of the learning will will come to us 
and uh, there is a great accountability on the learning and development department that how they read these trends and create a structured way of learning and bring to our marketeers sales forces and to the organization so that how this early learning of the changes can put them on a faster growth path because opportunities are immense all right so uh, do you believe there will be more technology interventions as well along with the other physical interventions as we go forward because that's what covid has shown us yes yes and uh, and as shalish you have been an astute marketer yourself because uh, technology has now given um, as uh, the possibility of creating the marketing plan for a single customer right absolutely n equal to 1 and that's what digital uh, digitalization has shown us that you can create an individual customer specific plan yes very true no i think uh, that's one important message and any other closing messages so from from an lnd expert like you for brand marketers anything else you would like to see because that's where the whole message would be important anything else sir? uh with just one single line be curious because a lot of learning opportunities are there and uh, the latest you can say book from uh, philip kotler and the other co-authors that is s2s marketing that all a lot about now that having an insight on the consumer behavior customer behavior because now behavioral economics is totally embedded into all your uh, brand plans and other things absolutely no that's a very good message that you left us with sir thank you so much for your uh, time valuable time valuable input it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you sushil ji and uh, once again on my behalf and my organization's behalf it's been great to have you and interact with you thanks so much sir thanks for your time and thank uh, you sir it was yeah it was my privilege to be on quest for excellence from intellect intellect to us uh, uh, your firm and you are doing really a great job of uh, of of bringing into everybody regarding sharing their experience thanks thank you thanks a lot sir have a great day cheers thank you. bye bye